0: That are presented that have prevented Dennis from making a commitment to medical ministry. I mean I I made a lot of I'm I'm Thank you. Can you pass it to the next presenter? things Thank you. Thank you. So so we've heard all the excuses and I made a quite a few of those and I'm sure Rick did too, you know. <laughs> um I can't take the time off of my practice. And lose all the chair time and money. You know, because ministry takes time and you have to take time off from, from, from your job and from the work and, you know, and there's some texts that support the fact that God wants us to be involved in ministry. And Matthew 16, 26 says, for what profit is it to a man who gains if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So... And then some, some... I mean, these are all excuses that I have made and a lot of my friends have made, you know. It is too expensive buying the materials, the handouts, the food. I can't afford it. I mean, I still hear this today. Yeah. And uh, what does the Bible say in Philippians 4:19? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So we don't have anything to fear, do we? And... My patients may view me as a religious fanatic, and I may lose patience. It's another excuse. You know, I, I've made that before when I first started off, and you don't want to scare patience away. And I'm sure you've heard that too, right. And um, I am with thee, Acts 18:10: "I am with thee, and no matter, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee." So the Bible has a lot of words of encouragement for us as we venture out. I don't feel comfortable bringing up religion with my patients. Most of them are of a secular mindset and don't want to hear about the Bible anyway. And uh, that's another excuse that many people make. And uh, Psalms 37, 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And Matthew 10, 33 says, but whoever denies me before men, I will also deny bef- him before my father who is in heaven. I'm not a pastor or an evangelist. I can't give Bible studies. <laughs> Has anyone ever heard that or made those excuses? You know, And uh, um, I certainly have. Psalms 32, eight. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. And Psalms 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So all the fears that you may have, God can deliver you from those fears. And Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So as we fulfill God's purpose, as Dr. Pippin was talking about this morning, God will certainly guide us in that purpose and work things out in our practices for for his purpose, if we are following his purpose. When we step out in faith and take the time off and use our resources for ministry, God blesses us many times over. Has anybody ever experienced that? God blessing many times over. And uh, you know, when I first started off with meetings with Vicki Griffin and having meetings in my office, it, it gets kind of scary sometimes. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You, you wonder, um, how can I f- afford this? It's, it's costly, it's expensive. Remember the first meetings we had years ago, we had 70 patients register and the, my, my waiting room can only hold like 50, 55. And so we had waiting waiting room. And so we had a lot of people register. We had, we were gonna serve, them, serve a meal, going to um, get handouts for everyone, materials, take, take half of the afternoon off and once a week. And it was kind of scary, but we had the, that God had led and directed in such a positive way that we knew he was leading and directing. And uh, the month end production and collection figures are always much better during those months that I took off the time to do a health or battle series in the office. And that just blew my mind. And My accountant still couldn't figure it out. You know, you take time off, you spend more money, you work less for ministry, and yet the Lord blesses much more. And so it's just putting the Lord to a test. And uh, I've had the lowest AR at the end of the month, of those months also. You know, the accounts receivable at the end of those months that we did most ministry, it was the lowest. And for some reason, God disblessed. My accountant calls this, calls this, success which defies defies the numbers. He he, he can't understand it, you know. And, uh, but we know who's blessing, right? We know God is certainly blessing. Take more time off of ministry, spend more more for ministry, and at the end of the month, the figures are better. How do we explain these miraculous blessings? Is this what faith is all about? Does the Bible teach us about the principle of giving and receiving? And 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 10, and 11. This is one of my favorite texts, and I read this over so many times. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, he will, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower And bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every occasion. And through this, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This is such a comforting text to know that God in everything you do, it doesn't say in some things, but in all things, God will supply your need and have you abound in every good work. So I want Rick to come up up and tell us something about when you were setting up your your practice. Rick has a very unique practice, which he has an architectural design. He's gonna tell us about so that...
1: Switch.
0: Sure. And he's gonna show us something about how the Lord allowed him to design his office in a special way so that he could, he could present the plan of salvation to his patients. And so he's gonna show us a few slides about that and tell us how, how God led him in this, in this venture to present um, God's gospel to, to his patients.
1: Time is short and Jesus is coming soon. And we need to be able to use everything at our disposal for God's honor and glory. And it's interesting the way that some of these things come about. We can go ahead and use each and everything that comes our way to honor and glorify our God. And um, when I first started out in practice, I worked in a Medicaid office and then I bought a small practice um, in the city of Niles. And um, it was 800 square feet, uh, very small, but adequate for the size of uh, business that I had went through dedicating uh, our practice in order to be able to glorify God's name and just trying to uh, tell people and uh, treat people the way that I would like to go ahead and be treated. Um, I have a dental phobia. Uh, I am afraid of the dentist's. <laughs> and I had some very terrible experiences as a a youngster, and I don't know to this day, except for God's grace, why I'm a dentist, but I think God saw me in this uh, particular uh, position, because he saw that uh, the experiences that I had as as a kid could go ahead and uh, be utilized to help empathize with some of the patients that I have, and so that's how I treated my uh, patients. The practice grew because we honored God. And we uh, came into kind of a a, a difficult situation because we only had 800 square feet, we were not able to go ahead and service the number of people that uh, we had. And so I was spending a lot of after hours. Uh, We would start sometimes at seven o'clock and we would finish up at eight o'clock at night. Uh, And it was uh, really draining. So um, one of the patients said, uh, why don't you just build a larger building? Well, to me, that meant a lot of money. Yes, I had uh, school loans, I had uh, a lot of uh, debts because uh, I went to Indiana University, I was a resident of Michigan, and so I was paying out of state tuition. And so I had a lot of money that I needed in order uh, to be able to pay back. And to be uh, very careful stewards of the money that God gives us is very important to me. And the way that we handle that money is also a way that we can go ahead and honor God. In order to be able to build this building, I needed some way that God was going to go ahead and say, yes, go ahead and build this building. You need to go ahead and do it in order to be able to glorify God. So I prayed about it, prayed about it, and I felt moved that I, uh, we needed to, be, uh, to make this uh, particular mission statement. So I sat down with uh, Dr. Stanley Bell in Marion Springs, who also has a mission to bring more out of a, build, uh, a building to glorify God's name. Uh, God kind of directed me uh, to him, and it was, it was really uh, great. We started out with a line on a piece of paper, just kind of a curved line, and we say, said that we want this dental experience uh, to be a journey. Just like we're journeying uh, through life, we want it to, uh, to be an experience for uh, the dental patient as well. So we we started out with this curve and we just kind of started working in some of the uh, the basic beliefs that uh, I feel that uh, I have and, uh, and I wanted our patients to go ahead and know about. And one of the first things, I believe that God created us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so what we have out here in the front are seven different columns. And each one of those columns represents a day of creation, and the uh, the first one will start out very very small, because there wasn't a lot on the earth, and then it gradually grew until the seventh one is the tallest, and it actually supports this portico here. There's uh, there's all kinds of neat things that uh, are going on in this, in this building. There's three faces to this area right here, which is the reception area, okay? And the three faces represents the Trinity because I think the Trinity works with us in our practices on a daily basis in order to be able to make uh, things successful. And so um, each one of these uh, faces uh, has three faces, but it also has three corners right here. And so this face right here kind of represents Jesus Christ because originally he created the world and then through a Christian relationship, he then, uh, we go go into a Christian uh, relationship through Jesus Christ. And so this is how you get into the building through Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mm. Now on a daily basis, the Holy Spirit works with us. The Holy Spirit opens up our minds and our eyes to different opportunities that we can go ahead and tell uh, folks about Jesus Christ. A lot of people that are coming into the dentist are scared, just like I am. And when they come in, they want to have some kind of peace of mind. And when they uh, uh, come in, they're able to go ahead and, and see that. This right here represents the Holy Spirit, and the whole building kind of wraps around kind of like the Holy Spirit symbol. uh, Up on the top is God the Father, and so we have the three different faces of uh, God the Father. The other thing uh, that I knew that I was going to have to do is work very hard because this building was uh, going to be expensive, okay? So in each one of these rooms, there are uh, different windows. There's seven windows from here over to here. Six in each one of the operatories, the seventh one is set aside. Six days a week, I work very, very hard, but I honor my God that has given me a talent. And uh, by setting this particular window aside, when we go into uh, the, the operatories themselves, they're all multiples of seven, okay? So each one of the operatories is 14 feet here, then there's the, uh, a gallery, and then 14 uh, feet on the other side, the gallery is seven, uh, seven feet across as well. Then in, on the top, there are 12 skylights, And those 12 skylights uh, represent a couple of different things. The 12 disciples, the 12 gates of heaven, the 12 tribes of Israel. And so each one of the, uh, when when a patient comes in, uh, they say, what a nice building you have. And it's really interesting because... When, uh, uh, in, kind of, uh, in conversations, it's, uh, we kind of uh, call it tag. Uh, so somebody will say something to me and then tag me. And then I can go ahead and respond back to them. They say to me, what a nice building, They've just tagged me and uh, given me the opportunity to be able to give them a Bible study about uh, our building and what God uh, represents to me and how he supplies uh, uh, things on a daily basis. So this is, uh, let's get off the, the paperwork and actually this is what it looks like here. These are the seven columns and each one of the columns gets bigger. Now, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. Uh, you've heard about the Rosetta Stone and all the different languages. On each one of these uh, columns, I'm going to have uh, four or five different languages of the verse of Scripture that it talks about what was created on that particular day. So it doesn't matter, you know, uh, after I'm done and gone, I'm going to have this inscribed on these columns, and it's going to be there, and it's going to. Uh, everybody that I. Uh, comes over to the building, we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to uh, know about the the days of creation. What well, was interesting once we uh, got this building built, uh, the, the Lutheran Church actually had uh, kind of a little road rally, and they uh, had different places in Niles that people had to uh, go to, and uh, they had them coming over to our our office. And uh, they said, now, how many columns are on the front of the building? And I was there on that particular day, and I, I said, now, what do you think those columns represent? So on the Lutheran uh, Road Rally, they came to my office, and they had a Bible story, uh, study on the creation. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, These are the, uh, the seven windows. And this window here is actually blocked. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six in each one of the operatories because we're working very, very hard and we work very hard. The seventh one here is set aside. Now, if you kind of look at what Christ's sacrifice was, he died on the cross to save us, right? Mm -hmm. Well, can you kind of see the cross right here? Okay, and in this section right here, you can kind of see the cross symbols as well. There were three crosses. So that is what uh, that particular uh, section is. This building, we had a lot of interesting things happen uh, while we were building this building. It was, it was just amazing. Uh, one of the things is uh, that this building right now is five feet taller than what uh, it originally started out to be. Because when we dug down to place our footings, um, we hit water, <laughs> okay? Uh, and so we ended up having to go ahead and raise this building up in order to be able to go ahead and make sure that the, uh, the basement is not flooded. Uh, what verse of scripture comes to mind? A city set on a hill cannot be hid. When we glorify God and put our step out to glorify His name, He sets us up and He says, I want everybody in Niles to go ahead and uh, hear and know about your particular building. Uh, let's go inside. Oh, uh, you can see the, the, seven, uh, the seven walls and how the building kind of is actually shaped kind of like the holy spirit symbol inside uh, we're kind of looking through and this right here is the entrance that people come in and i believe that every single person that comes into my office is a blessing from god Mm -hmm. and has the right to hear about jesus christ I believe that and I take that risk in order to be able to tell every single person that comes in about Jesus Christ in one way or another. This is the other side here. I also, since dental offices are very, uh, very scary places, a lot of times I wanted to go ahead and make this feel like my home. That's what Jesus wants us to do is when we're in his presence, we want to be able to go ahead and feel like we're right at home. When we're with God, in the right spot, telling about him, there's peace, there's joy. As we go into the the different operatories, uh, the the contractor said, there's not a single straight line in this place. You know, and uh, each one of these alcoves right here is kind of curved. This is the seven feet across here, and each one of these hides uh, the operatories. Uh, the operatories are um, we we want them to be kind of a, a secluded, p- private place, but also not a scary place either. When I see rows and rows and rows of uh, dental chairs, I get a little bit nervous. I get a little bit nervous. But you can't see down to the very end of the building. All you have to do is worry about what's happening right now. You know, And that's what, uh, that's what God wants us to do, is just worry about today. Mm-hmm. You know, sufficient is our faith for today. Mm-hmm. The 12 skylights up above are uh, let in a lot of natural light it's very important to be able to go ahead and look up be able to see your surroundings be able to not feel closed in and you know what when we're looking up we're not concentrating on the things around us the depressing things Also, uh, a long, uh, we, have, um, we have verses of scripture. So um, as we're going into uh, the operatories, uh, it's John fourteen sixteen, I believe, where it says, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I don't want people to be afraid. And so, if they've read that before they come in uh, to the, uh, the different operatories, they have it in their minds, and they don't have to uh, have to be afraid. Along the top here is the Lord's Shepherd, and it comes all the way around here. It goes all the way around the uh, the inside. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. You know. Uh, it, it's very important to be able to have uh, people look up. People see that. And they see how Jesus can go ahead and come into their lives. Our operatories are the, the 14 feet long, um, kind of uh, natural colors. And then uh, in the stairwell, um, in, in the back of the, uh, the building, uh, we have uh, Revelation 21 and 22. And in Revelation 21 and 22, it, it talks about a couple of things. It talks about the New Jerusalem coming down, it talks about the River of Life, and it talks about the Tree of Life. So, people, when they come in and they uh, ask me about the building and what a no- uh, wonderful building, I take them all the way through. Uh, I take them from Genesis all the way to Revelation and they didn't realize it that they were going to go ahead and get a Bible study, but they do. Anytime we take a step forward and uh, we put our faith and and trust in Jesus Christ, there's one person that is very, very unhappy about that. That's the devil. Mm -hmm. And he will go ahead and go to great lengths in order to be able to discredit God's name. And... The way that he, I'll just put this up, up here. The way that he did it uh, with this uh, particular building uh, was uh, three, uh, three different ways. Uh, the, the first thing uh, that he did um, was he got, uh, got us involved, got us uh, to buy the property, and uh, then he increased uh, the, the cost of the building. Uh, we opened up our, our building in 2006, uh, six, and uh, in 2004, we started uh, with the planning session. And right about that uh, time, the building costs actually tripled. And so when we went to the bank and we said, we need this amount of money in order to be able to uh, put this building uh, up, they said, not a problem. Okay, here's the money, here you go. Well, uh, we started getting into this and we said, boy, this, the numbers aren't adding up here. The electrical bill that we have is almost a quarter of what we had, uh, of our loan is. And then uh, the excavating was almost another eighth of the bill. And when we started doing all the math, the the steel uh, prices had tripled. The price that they gave us originally was just one-third of the final cost. And so we needed to go back to the bank. And then go back to the bank again. This is a, for me, is a mission statement. And so, regardless of the outcome or how much it cost in the end, I was committed to uh, to building this building because I've, every person that set uh, foot on the property got a Bible study about what this building was about and what God meant to me and what he was doing in my life. So regardless whether uh, Satan was making it the original price or making it three times as much or he was making it six times uh, as much, I was committed in order to be able to go ahead and uh, uh, have the message that Jesus Christ loves us. The second thing uh, that happened is uh, this particular property had an interesting background. Uh, You're familiar with Andrews University uh, or that particular area. Originally, this uh, particular uh, piece of property was an oil refinery. And so they had a lot of uh, contamination. So they had to do an an environmental cleanup uh, in order to be able to make this safe for people. It uh, then transferred over to a f- uh, fertilizer uh, company and then uh, we were digging around for the footings and the backhoe uh, dug down and it ended up uh, hitting a barrel. So we uncovered uncover- uh, the barrel and the barrel was sealed. and. Uh, Uh, the contractor says, oh, it's just probably filled with a bunch of bolts, and uh, you know, it's probably not going to uh, cause any problem. Uh, Just go ahead and get it up any way you wanted to. They dug into uh, the barrel and tore off the top and out splashed a bunch of liquid. And the liquid, they didn't know what the liquid was. So the Niles Fire Department, was able to go ahead and practice their hazmat uh, uh, procedures. They brought out all the trucks. They brought out all their spacesuits. They brought out everything, and they closed us down. They closed us down for a month, and it ended up it, uh, uh, to be a chemical that they use uh, in hemorrhoidal uh, shrinking hemorrhoidal tissue. Uh, and so, um, we saved some of that, no, uh, we didn't. <laughs> uh, we just went ahead and uh, the Michigan, uh, uh, Michigan uh, Department went ahead and picked it up and uh, they, they took it to away. So that was the second thing that the devil uh, wanted to go ahead and do to prevent this building from happening. The third thing was just uh, really devastating because uh, we were uh, three weeks from opening in December. Uh, of 2000 and, uh, well, 2005. And uh, we were getting everything ready. We actually made a, a, a publication in uh, the paper. Or, you know, we were gonna have an open house and you know, uh, the, the Niles uh, 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 inspectors said, uh, well, you, know, you haven't even had it inspected. How are you going to go ahead and open? But we were determined. We believed that God was gonna go ahead and work through this, uh, this particular situation. We were working along, Uh, we were working long days and uh, uh, finishing some of the communication uh, sections up in this part of the building up here. And um, one of the the technicians had a spotlight uh, up in the attic and he left it on uh, and came down and as he was coming down, the electrical cord caught on his foot. And the trouble light ended up falling down into the uh, into the insulation. Well, the insulation is fire retardant, right? Well, it's fire retardant up to 450 degrees, okay, which is should be sufficient, right? Well, they went ahead and um, it, start, uh, it it actually started a fire. The surface te- uh, the surface temperature of a light bulb gets up to 450 degrees and it ignited a fire up in the attic and once it uh, ignited the fire up in the attic uh, we were on the inside and uh, preparing everything and then my son who was working on this building uh, saw this big bubble in uh, the paint and said what's going on and I, I, somebody else went up and felt it, and it felt really hot. Went up in the attic, called the fire department. <laughs> you know, I still get choked up about this. <laughs> we were, uh, you know, we were just so close to, uh, to getting into this building. And here the, uh, the devil goes ahead and pulls out his trump card. I'm gonna burn that building down. That's what I'm gonna do, I'll fix him. And what is he gonna say about God then? What is he gonna say about God then if I burn his building down? But you know, God works through these uh, situations. The, the newspapers came out, you know, took pictures of them uh, chopping holes in the roof. You know, oh man, we spent all that time and money to go ahead and 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 put up this building, and here and they're chopping holes in my roof. And I was just sick and devastated. And um, it was really interesting because the 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 news reporters that uh, came up, they got a Bible study too. <laughs> they got a Bible study about the cre uh, about creation. They got a Bible study about the Trinity. They got a Bible study about how the Holy Spirit works uh, with us on a daily basis and the skylights, uh, how they represent and how they draw us up. And uh, they uh, uh, got a Bible study on. Uh, Revelation uh, 21 and 22, they got a Bible study. They heard about it. They heard the story. You know, sometimes it's very, very difficult at Christmas time for a lot of folks. A lot of suicides, the suicide rate actually goes up at Christmas time. But what they heard is that this was not an act of God, this was an act to discredit God. And even in this situation, God can work through it. As devastating as it can be, God works through us, does not leave us out in the cold. He works with us and is right beside us. And the three worthies that were thrown into the furnace said to Nebuchadnezzar, I don't care if you throw me into the the furnace, the fiery furnace, regardless what you do, if we live or die, I am still gonna go uh, glorify God. And in this building here, I am still gonna go ahead and glorify God. Burn it down, I'll build it back up again. I'm gonna go ahead and glorify God through this building. And 50,000 people heard that message. Go figure. I couldn't have done any better to go ahead and publicize a practice that God was gonna go ahead and bless and is blessing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pay for that much publicity. Mm. And here, God went ahead and did it for me in two newspapers. Not only the newspapers, but the news, uh, the news uh, channels went ahead and picked it up. And they heard about the story of uh, Jesus. Mm. Then, you know, after... Uh, my notebook here. After we went ahead and... I got the building up. My wife worked uh, very, very hard at actually submitting to a competition. And you've probably, uh, those of you that are dentists have heard about dental economics. And uh, uh, there were two magazines that my wife went ahead and submitted the story of this building here. And um, we were able to go ahead, Uh, we we didn't win, Uh, but we were uh, published in Dental Economics.
0: Amen.
1: God wants people to know not about me, he wants uh, people to know about him. And the story in Dental Economics, they did not change a word from what my wife went ahead and uh, print it up. And that message was that Jesus Christ works through this particular building in, in, uh, in, in our office. 50, 50 you know, uh, you probably get dental economics. And here it was. Now, the neat thing about this is that at the end of the article, it gives our website, right? And so, uh, and people can go ahead and type in you know, uh, different responses to, uh, to us or different questions. And I got some really uh, neat res- uh, responses. Uh, one uh, person said, uh, you know, uh, great article. Uh, we're a Christian too. Uh, we just wanted to uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, wanted to praise God's name in this uh, part- particular thing. Mm. Another uh, individual, a classmate of mine from Indiana University, type me, he says, uh, Rick, great article in dental economics. I just wanted you to know that I went ahead and returned to the faith of my youth. And another guy uh, went ahead and uh, we probably got about uh, 15 or 20 uh, different um, uh, emails and I, I wrote uh, back to each and every one of them. One of them uh, was, um said, great article, but why don't you walk the talk and talk the talk? Get your own teeth fixed. <laughs> and um, I, I wrote back to him, and I said, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, you're right. I do need to go ahead and uh, do the things. Uh, I need to go ahead and get my teeth taken care of my walk though is with Jesus and my hope and prayer is that your walk is with him as well. Mm. He wrote back and he said, whatever floats your boat, man, thanks for your honesty. You know, And I'm glad that you have a walk with God. I'm praying for that person. He didn't leave his name. I have his email. Mm-hmm. And I'm continuing to pray for him because I think that he is actually praying for a relationship with God. I know he is because God is working on his heart. That's why he emailed me because God wanted me to go ahead and talk to him about my walk with him and to encourage him to find that walk as well.
0: I know sometimes we... In our practices, we we find it difficult to sort of comprehend how God is is going to deal and work through us. But believe me, when God opens up the door for people to give their heart to the Lord, we have to be ready to present God's truth at all times to them. And now that we're convinced that if we put God first and step out in faith, he will supply all the resources for ministry. Let us talk about the nuts and bolts about the details of ministry through the office. Um, well, Rick just gave us a story about the, 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 his evangelism with the architecture. And uh, you know, in, in my practice, we, 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 I built my new office probably about three and a half years ago and we built it specifically for ministry, just like Rick did. And uh, set it up, the design of it, so that in each room there is a, a, a television and, and we can feed the DVDs and 3ABN and all those things through the office, through each operatory. So, we, a neat thing we did, we have, we have those screensavers on our, on, our, on our television screen in the office, and we just show pictures of ministry. Of mission trips all the time, rolling, you know, and patients see these and ask questions. Um, what, what trip was that? Oh, who is this? And and it just so happens that it just speaks their interest, and we get a chance to give them a Bible study. And uh, of course, we have um, postcards and books and magazines all on the counters. In in fact, Rick has some interesting postcards here, didn't you? Yeah. Um, if you can just show, show, show the, pass these around. And he is, has some postcards with a lot of his mission trips and different things. And um, you can just take a look at those and see some of the things that he has done to... Um, and then he has a little book called Children of the World, whereby he... Um, and all his mission trips, he takes pictures of of kids of all the world where he he, he has his, his um, mission trips, and it's just so interesting to read about Jesus and how he how he he loves all the turn of the world, and uh, so that's that's a, a neat you can pass that you can take a look at that after too, and how God is is leading him in that way, and uh, we we had. Has anybody ever used Vicki Griffin's Lifestyle Matters in their office? I mean, she has a wonderful program which we used and it's, it was so nice to, to have her come into our office and, and help us out with, with, with the meetings. And we serve all our patients a nice dinner when they come in, we serve them either some soup and salad or some, a nice vegetarian meal, and we just advertise that we're gonna ha- be serving a meal after, you know, at seven o'clock. And uh, we have 30, 40 patients showing up, and then we, after we, we eat, we, we go out and talk about nutrition and health. And uh, so many people are overweight now and, and have diabetes and have all these different medical concerns, so it's a nice way to so we just clear the counters up on our front office there. And we put the food out. And that's Vicky Griffin helping us out with some of our patients there. And some of them just come for the food, but they don't realize that we have another food, food we want to give them, you know? We want to feed them with God's holy word. And the local pastor of our church, Pastor Renner, he also came over every, every, every week and he helped us out with our Bible studies and with our, our living free series that we had. And it was such a blessing. And then Dr. David DeRose came down after we had meetings for I think six weeks. We did nutritional meetings and he came down and transitioned from, from, um, from nutrition to Bible studies and to, 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 to um, prophecy using Daniel, Daniel 1. And um, where Daniel and his, and his friends refused to eat any of the king's, king's food to defile themselves with, God's, with, with the food that they served. And it was, it was a very nice transition. And we had, I think, at this meeting, probably about, what, mm, 45 people attending. And then we transitioned from that and after he, he, he came down and spent two days with us, two, two nights with us transitioning, and it was really, really nice. And out of that, we had, I think, 15 or 16 people who transitioned to Bible studies. And right now, we have every Wednesday night, about 15 people coming out. And this is our Wednesday night Bible study here every Wednesday night. And it's interesting, most of them are ladies. We have two guys in the, in the group, and the guy to the left there, the second from the back, he's a physician and at Bowman Hospital, one of the largest hospitals there. And he is a Roman Catholic, and he brings his Roman Catholic Bible. And uh, we're studying Daniel 7, right? <laughs> and so it's a challenge, because so we told him, like, we need to start using the, the N- NKJV or the KJV. And he said, fine in fact he is actually giving up his entire christmas vacation so he can come every wednesday night he's, he's trading a day off with one of his colleagues and so he can come every wednesday night to study god's word daniel seven and the lady who's sitting next to him is his daughter and she's a buddhist you know and this is her first time actually studying god's word and she is so excited i mean they come early every every wednesday and and they can't wait to come, you know? And they have a couple more friends they wanna bring. We had our last Wednesday night meeting last week before we came, and they were just so excited. And uh, we just have a wonderful time studying God's word. And most of the people who come, most of them are Christian, but these two happen to be, um, you know, his daughter's a Buddhist and he's, he's Roman Catholic, you know? And we have this picture up in our, in our Conference room, you know, with Nathan Green. And uh, it's, it, it just shows that God is a, is a part of our business. We are partners with Him in ministry. And I think, Chester, you have the picture of, of, of Jesus, right? Over the dentist? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Chester gave us a testimony about that before. And uh, I'm sure that has, people have asked many questions, you know, and it, it affirms your faith as a Christian that God is leading and directing you. In a, in a very special way.
1: It's, it's on the prominent wall as you come in the front door of the reception room. Right. So it makes a statement as to the fact that it's a Christian uh, office. And I've had people say they came in and saw that and they relaxed
0: immediately. Amen. Amen. Because we cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we have ours right in the center of our, wedding, of our conference room that we take our patients in there. And it just gives an, in fact, when we have our, we host some, um, some business meetings um, once a quarter and we have business men and women coming out and we put it right on an easel, right in front of the meeting. And most people see it and they, they are so glad to know that we are Christian office. And so it really, it really sets the tone for ministry. We know that God is leading and directing us in a special way. And I know, Rick, you have probably want to come and share a few of the things about how you, you know, get involved with prayer through the office, because the, the prayer is so important, praying with your patients. We have um, my dental hygienist. No, none of my employees that are with me right now are, are Seventh-day Adventists, but um, they know where I stand and they're all Christian, and my dental hygienist she is really has, has the gift of discernment. And she's able to tell when someone, a patient comes in, if they are sad, if they're depressed, if they, God has given them that gift. And she would come to me and say, Dr. Lawrence, that person in my chair needs prayer, you know? And so I said, well, when you finish, you can just ask them if, they, if it's okay to pray with them. And she would ask them and they would say yes, and we'll take the patient, Back into a room in the back and kneel and pray with them. You know? She just has the gift. And every time she senses it, God uses her in a special way. And she's such a strong prayer warrior, you know? And it has blessed her life also, you know, and has increased my spiritual life also. And God is working. So I think Rick will tell us something about how you use prayer in the office in a special way to um, with your patients. Because I know that's that's a difficult thing with most practices. How how do you allow God to use you
1: to pray for your patience? I believe in Matthew 25 where it uh, talks about uh, the parable of the gentleman, uh, there were three gentlemen uh, that got different talents Mm -hmm. and the first one got five, the second one got three, and the third one got one talent. Uh, I believe those are opportunities that the Holy Spirit opens up to us to share the gospel. To the first person that got five opportunities to share the gospel, five more were given to him. The second one that utilized the three opportunities to share the gospel, three more were given. But when we know Jesus Christ and we bury that knowledge in our mind and never say a thing, then uh, uh, there's not a lot of good things that happen to us. I believe in taking risks then for Jesus Christ. And one of the, uh, one of the scariest things is an emergency, um, uh, emergency exam because the person is very afraid. They have no clue what is going to be happening. And when they come in, uh, we explain to them, what the different options are to save the tooth during uh, doing this type of treatment or losing the tooth. And in, uh, if they choose to lose the tooth, they will tell me uh, that well the last tooth that I had uh, removed, uh, the dentist put his hand on my forehead and went ahead and took the forceps I wasn't numb and they were uh, very, uh, you know, uh, they told me I was not numb and they went ahead and put the forceps or the pliers, they always call it the pliers, on that tooth and they proceeded to yank it out and I was yelling and screaming and the assistant that was helping the dentist was crying because of the pain, oh, thank you so much, Because uh, was crying because I was in so much pain and she was feeling it. dentistry is very scary so when people come in and uh, they decide to go ahead and have their uh, have the tooth removed we'll numb that up and I'll put my hand on their shoulder and I'll say before we start let's go ahead and have a word of prayer I don't even ask
0: Mm.
1: I don't even ask I take the risk that they will go ahead and um, Uh, want to have prayer there was uh, one man that was a former Adventist and I put up my my hand on his shoulder and I said let's go ahead and pray and his comment was well whatever you think you need to do (laughs) and I said and after I uh, removed the tooth and he says, boy, that went quick. And I says, aren't you glad we prayed?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what, what about the situations where <clears throat> we uh, get into a situation and that, that bone around the tooth is really, really tough? And that tooth is really super decayed. And you put the forceps on it, and the tooth shatters. Now it's down at the gum line, okay? And uh, maybe it's had a root canal, okay? Okay. So you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. And so you get in the, uh, there with the elevator and the top uh, uh, third of the root breaks off. And so you can start getting down deeper and doing a little bit more oral surgery and you break that piece off. And so now you got that section out. And then you start keeping on going down deeper in uh, that section. And then you finally get that little tiny tip of the root tip out. And the assistant is looking at you, why are you taking so long? (laughs) But I I turned to the patient and they said, man, that didn't take very much time at all. I think there were angels kind of turning the hands of the clock back on their biological uh, ticker. (laughs) Or something happened because we'll say, uh, I'll say to them, aren't you glad we prayed before this? Hmm. Aren't you glad we prayed before this? Our hygienist. Uh, who is, uh, has a, a uh, commitment to mission service and will be going, uh, is uh, right now up in the Arctic Circle. And she uh, and her husband are uh, going to be missionaries uh, up in uh, the Arctic Circle. She'll, uh, she'll sit down uh, with that hygiene patient before a periodontal surgery case and pray with them. We need to go ahead and take the risk. We won't lose patience. And if we lose the patient, then the Holy Spirit is still working on that particular person. And we have planted the seed in their minds that they need Jesus Christ in their lives. Mm-hmm. So if I lose the patient, I know that the Holy Spirit hasn't lost that person, knows exactly where they uh, are, knows exactly what they need. And so I take uh, the risk. One of the scariest uh, one, uh, persons that I, I treated with an extracted uh, extraction uh, was this boy. He was 19 years old. And uh, he stood over me probably by a, about a foot, kind of a strong type of an individual. And you never know where these people are really coming from, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was dressed in black, gothic, uh, and he had piercings in pretty much every place that you could get a piercing he had so um, many in his ears he had it in his nose he had it in his eyebrows he had it in his lips uh, both the upper and the lower lips uh, one right here in the front and uh, I told him about the uh, the uh, necessary uh, procedure that needed to be done and I said uh, let's have a word of prayer before uh, we start we hear at a word of prayer, and we have uh, this uh, saintly uh, Christian woman uh, who is 76 years old, and she, uh, she has white hair and uh, has it all done up. And uh, I actually, uh, since she's about six foot two, I use her for protection sometimes. (laughs) But but she uh, comes up uh, to the patient and after I've had prayer, she'll go ahead and uh, put her hand on the patient's hand. And I said, now I just want you to uh, know that while Mary is holding your hand, she's praying through this procedure for you and uh, for the efficiency of this. We get done with the procedure, okay? And uh, this uh, boy uh, stands up. He looks at me, he looks at her and he shakes her hand and he says, thank you so much. He shakes my hand, he says, thank you so much. I believe in God too. Mm. I believe in God too. God is working on his heart. God wants that uh, person in, uh, in heaven. Each and every single patient that comes in, God wants in uh, the kingdom. Amen. God wants in the kingdom. Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Rick. And uh, those experiences, it strengthens your faith too. You know, because you can see that how God is working in the lives of your patients, and uh, it makes everything worth worth worthwhile. And. uh, you know, as I was preparing this, this PowerPoint presentation for, for this weekend, last, last um, actually on, on, on Wednesday, I was f- trying to finish it up. And I just was so busy because everyone knew, knew I was going out of town. So everyone wanted to come in on Wednesday. So I called one of the young ladies who normally helps me with my PowerPoints. And she says, well, I'm real busy too. So I can't really help you. But I, there's this guy I know who, um, he helps me out from time to time, I'll ask him to help you out. So he comes over to the office on, on Wednesday morning and I tell him what I wanna do with the PowerPoint and show him my slides and he says, oh, you have a real nice office here. And I give him a tour through the office and tell him about our ministry that we're doing. And he takes the material home to his office and he works all day on the PowerPoint presentation and he, and he was reading some of the text that we had down there. And he came back on Wednesday night to, to kind of review it with me, and as I was, he says, you know, I'm a Christian too, but I've, I've drifted away from God, and uh, he says, it's been many years since I've even opened the Bible, and he says that I was really touched by working so hard to prepare this presentation on what you were saying in your ministry, and he says, I really am impressed about your, your Bible study on Wednesday nights. And then he started crying, you know. And he says, I said, what's wrong? He says, can I come to your Bible study on Wednesday nights? I said, sure. He says, I'd love to come to your Bible study because I think God had us meet for the special purpose of bringing me back to him, you know. So I was really touched by that. So this Wednesday, he's coming to our Bible study when we get back in, um, next Wednesday. And uh, he said that he is having a few health problems, and he he knows we serve good, healthy food, and he he wants to to, to learn more about nutrition, and he wants to learn more about the Bible, and he wants to learn more about Daniel, because that's when we were studying Daniel. And he was so impressed by that. And uh, I think God was opening his heart up to be receptive to God's message. And God opens a window of opportunity, as Rick was talking about. And sometimes we have to grasp that window of opportunity. It doesn't, doesn't last long. And if we don't do it, who else will? If not me, who will? And if not now, when? So we just have to grasp at the opportunity and allow God to use us in a special way to be a positive witness for him. And, uh, you know, I can just tell you so many stories about, about the patients and friends who come out on Wednesday nights. And each of them, I think God has led in a special way to us as Rick was saying, things don't happen by chance. God, I think, is leading people to us, and we are not just dentists or physicians. We are medical evangelists, and God wants to use us in a special way to, to spread his gospel, to spread his word to others. So I think we just need to pray each day. And, 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 you know, our devotional life is so important, as... as, as um, Dr. Nelly was talking about just taking the time off to spend time with God and and allow him to, to fill us with his spirit because others can tell. Others can certainly tell a difference when God fills our life. And God has, like, like Rick, God has blessed us also to be, we were chosen for the Detroit Hour Magazine to be one of the top dentists um, very recently and we had no clue that they were going to include us in the top dentist list and they came out and took pictures of their entire office and took pictures of me and they placed us in the magazine we've been getting so many calls of people who are coming to us and it's to me it's not just a new patient it's an opportunity to make an impact on someone for the kingdom of god and uh, of those people who have come in the last oh five or six weeks i would say at least five or six of them Specifically, we have been able to connect with and, and, and give them some Bible studies. And they, they haven't come to our meetings, but they are studying at home. And we talk back and forth. And I think God is leading them in a, in a special way to closer to his kingdom. This afternoon, we have another series coming up, which we're going to talk more about mission trips and um, how God can use this us on the outside. And part two is going to be this afternoon. And we have um, a couple other dentists who have done a lot of world mission trips coming to be with us. We have Dr. Andrea Lewis who's gonna be here too. And she, she just came back, I think, a few weeks from another mission trip. And she has some powerful testimonies to share with us. And uh, so I think um, we'll talk this afternoon more about witnessing outside of the office. And we have another physician called um, Eric Rivas. He's, in a, he's a, actually a resident in the Lansing area. And he has a powerful testimony to share with us also about how God has used him in a special way through his residency program and how he has witnessed so many of his patients and so come back and invite some more people to come with you and we'll we'll have a good time this afternoon